Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. And I'm really excited about today's guest, Nico Logan. And he is an entrepreneur. He's a men's coach. He's an author. He's also the host of the thought-provoking podcast, the Nico Megan Show. He's got, you know, literally hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, you know, getting five to 10 million monthly views. And he's got a lot of very um, interesting ideas around leadership, accountability, masculinity, purpose, faith. And I'm happy to welcome him to the show. So, Nico, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, you have a really interesting journey and story. So tell people about, you know, your path and your journey, what you do and, um, you know, your purpose. Which part? It, it started a long time ago. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been living a regular life for a very long time. So where do you want me to start? Well, uh, kind of, uh, you know, your journey, like just like two, three minutes, you know, what you do and, and uh, you know, most people... They uh, they have really interesting stories on this. I always love to hear the uh, everybody's Superman story. Well, I think it all started with my dad left when I was fourteen years old. My parents got divorced. Um, he left. I, I I saw him a handful of time afterwards until he died. I was twenty nine years old, and I can count on one hand the amount of time I saw him. So it kind of sent me on a journey of looking for masculinity because i didn't have have anybody to teach me so i I looked and i looked and i looked and within a year i was a dropout i wasn't i dropped out of high school i was an addict i was an alcoholic and that went on for years until i decided to go until i one single phone call asked me if i was happy and this is the first time in my life I actually looked at my life for what it was. I realized that I was not a good person, that I've heard a lot of people around me that I did not have great tendencies and I had two choices. I could either continue down that path or take accountability for my actions and just say, you know, I did, you can't change the past, but you can change the future. And that was 20, I would say that's 21 years ago, give or take. And since then, I I finished my high school, went back to college. I discovered martial art, discovered the gym. I became a North American amateur champion in Muay Thai. I've traveled all over the place. I've backpacked all over the place. I spent two and a half years in the woods by myself, figuring out what came next. I've been, I was in the corporate world for about 20 years and 
now over the past year i've left canada wrote my first book started my business and i've been traveling the us for yeah 13 months i think we've been through 23 states over the past year so yeah what you see right now is the back of my rv it's the, i turned the, one of the bedrooms into an office and i have more recording equipment than the than the average person can only dream of packed in here <laughs> You know, I work outside all day. Like I was outside right now on my, right outside, we have grass. I was sitting there with my dog on my laptop and just working away. Like I never got the chance to do when I was in the corporate world. Mm. Yeah. And I, I love this story because, um, you know, once you're on your path and purpose, you know, your potential and your future is just everything explodes. Um, one thing I really am fascinated with is this idea that uh, this idea of masculinity, and I read this uh, book a couple years ago, was uh, Lewis Howes talking about masculinity. But um, you know, this concept is not very well understood. And you talk about masculinity is under attack, and mm. you know, traditional values associated are controversial. Kind of, kind of lay open, you know, the framework, um, and we can get into an interesting discussion. You know, over the past 20, 26 years, I went on a journey of self-discovery, basically trying to identify what what is a man. And I realized that men, by default, it's coded in our DNA. We want to emulate others. We want to surround ourselves by people we believe are good men that we can mold ourselves after. But like most people today, I did not have a father there to teach me so i had to kind of try to figure it out for myself and this is not good like i can tell you right now i'm i'm happy i am where i am today and i'm happy that i've been through this because without it i would not be sitting here right now speaking about it it wouldn't be my life's purpose but it, there was so many times that i could have just became one of the other statistics like most of my friends became like i have a lot of friends that got arrested a lot of friends are in prison i got some friends that committed suicide i got some friends that died and it's all related to the lack of masculinity in their life like we did not have strong male figures that were there to guide us so we tried to figure it out for ourselves and over the years it's interesting because I was just talking about this with uh, somebody I met uh, yesterday and he found it very interesting that I went on that journey and it never stopped. The day that I took accountability at the age 20, it's it's not a door that you can close. Once that door is open, you start to look at everything around you and you start being very mindful of, okay, so this is the type of person that I am. Those are the reasons why I'm here and it's my fault. There's no other way. I have to assume that it's my fault so that I can move forward and take it from there. But I, I look around nowadays and I realize that it's only gotten worse. Like if you look at the statistics right now, you're looking at between 33% to 40% of young men are raised without their biological father in the household. So that mm. means that what I've went through 26 years ago, more than a third of young boys right now are, are going to go through it. And I grew up in the 80s. There were more masculine men in the 80s than there are right now. And by masculine men, I mean traditionally masculine men, men that are protectors, that are providers, that are tempered, that have courage, that have faith, men that live by virtues that dictate their morality. Because today, 
we don't have a share. It seems that the country in which we live, at least I'm in the US right now, but the country in which I find myself in, we don't have specific things that we teach our boys to say, this is what you should become. And this is how you will end up becoming what you should become because all our rites of passages have been destroyed. We don't have, can you name one single rite of passage right now that is reserved for boys to teach them how to become a man? Well, I wanted to bring you kind of some common conceptions of what a man is, you know, based yep. on, yep. Um, so, you know, first thing is kind of like, you have the success, you know, the billionaire CEO, you know, um, then you have the athlete, you know, you know, the, the football star or basketball, um, the celebrity, like an actor, uh, you have the, the playboy, you know, kind of the play, you know, kind of free and female dominant, you know, all that. And uh, then you kind of have the, um, you know, all these weird, like, that's kind of what we think of what a man is, but, um, but which is really interesting is, um, break that down. Like what's, what's wrong with all of these images and, and cause you talk about these virtues, but these virtues are not, are not talked about, you know, that, you know, no. people may call that, you know, sissy or, or the people I described may, you know, bully kind of talk about that. Well, it's interesting because we do, you're bringing a good point. Our idols, even the people that we look up to, look at most CEOs, look at most CEOs of very good companies and analyze their behavior. It is proven that most of them are sociopath. Most of them have no empathy for others. And we are teaching our boys to say, you know what? If you want to be successful, you need to display this type of behavior. You literally need to become a sociopath in order to be successful. Like I've put myself in the shoes of a lot of very big corporate leaders. And I'm like, could I just can 5,000 people because yeah. it will mean that my the sh my action price is going to go up 2%. I couldn't do it. I could not live with my conscious knowing that I would do that to somebody. But yet, to rule those mega corporations, you don't have a choice. You cannot see people for what they are. You need to see them as a number on a spreadsheet. And God knows I've worked for massive corporations myself, and I know what it feels to be a number on a spreadsheet, which is why I don't do it anymore. This is, But at the same time, I'll probably never be able. I don't want to develop the mindset to ever become one of those people either because, again, my conscious, my conscious is more important than just making money and th this is one of the fallacies that we're that we're teaching our sons same as an athlete you said we're talking about athletes which is great if you have a physical gift something that was really given to you by god you were born an athlete and i've met a lot of guys through i played basketball throughout my life and i've done martial arts for more than 20 years and i competed and i've met some guys that are just genetic freaks they are just, they are born with something that I do not have. But yet, if you if you look at mo most great coaches, let's say martial art, you look at any sports coach, a real good sport coach will use a shared passion, like let's say basketball, to teach the, his players life lessons by using basketball. So he hides his real teaching that he's trying to spread through their both mutual passion of basketball. But we forget to teach them 
what to do with their image what are the virtues that they should lie on that they should that they should use as a foundation to who they are like as much as i don't like a guy like lebron james i'm not a fan of him at all and michael jordan is way better than him but <laughs> I, i just had to say it but one thing that i do respect it's not because i don't like the type of person that he is that i cannot respect what he is he is super good with his family you can tell he's a family man he's married to the same woman he's been married forever he has daughters but you've never heard him in a sex scandal either so it seems that he's either very good he's a lot better than most men at hiding it or he does have those virtues that he is a family man and again as much as i don't like him as an individual i have a lot of respect for what he's doing because he is showing some virtues that i agree with but again this is not something that we're really talking about we talk about how good he is on the basketball field on the basketball court sorry but we don't talk about this especially we don't talk about the fact that he seems to put forward some values that we don't put any importance to and this is our fault like look at look at people like kardashians most everybody knows who they are most women look up to them because they're like oh well they went from nothing and now they're billionaires yeah but they did it by selling their bodies Mm -hmm. but this we're not teaching look at the music that's being produced today it's the same thing we we put a lot of emphasis on the end goal but we and but we teach our children that it's okay whatever you need to do in order to get to point b do it because that has no importance but at the same time this is the it's the journey that's important mm -hmm. it's what happens between point a and point b that matters not point b if you only live with for point b what's the point of living What's the point of experiencing all the experience that you're going to experience between point A and point B? But we don't teach that to our kids anymore. There's no, I don't know where the fallacy comes from to believe that the end will always justify the means. Hmm. To remove the human aspect from the equation and simply say, you know what? As long as you're successful, that's all that matters. This is what your compass for life should be. Yeah, which, you know, you, you I love your answers because, you know, we could have like a 10-hour discussion because this yep. is a really interesting. Um, the other um, question that brings up to mind is, so this concept of bullying, discrimination, all this is, uh, and you see a lot of it's from these kind of um, figures that are considered men. Let's say, you know, people espouse these virtue, integrity, you know, character, respect, all these things. Yep. And then they encounter some bullying from, you know, this uh, kind of this masculine. What's the best approach? Do you fight back? Do you, like, you stand up for yourself? In the past, it would be just kind of walk away. But now it's kind of like stand up for yourself, you know, you know, show them, you know, what is, you know, so what is your, what are your thoughts? It depends on the situation. There's one of my five values is temperance which is to me is the hardest one it's something that i don't think it's achievable i don't think that a man will ever become a hundred percent tempered even buddhist monks through literature will lose it every now and then it's totally normal <laughs> we're, we're all human beings right but at the same time being tempered should be the goal and i used to be bullied when i was younger i was a very skinny kid i was I was a coward for lack of a better term. I was a coward for years. And until I put myself in martial art to, to learn how to defend myself, because I did not want to be 
a coward anymore. I did not want to be a victim anymore. And the only way to get rid of that problem is by knowing how to defend yourself. It's pretty simple. What you learn, though, is that most of the guys that are extremely skilled or extremely gentle because they know the type of damage that they're capable of inflicting. So most of them will walk away. I, will, mm-hmm. I, I would never want to be in a fight. If I can avoid being in a fight for the rest of my life, I'll be very happy. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there are situations of self-defense where you need to do something about it. If, if, you, take a ch- if you take a teenager, a child that's in school, they don't know how to defend themselves. They're just going to be a victim. That's That I think we can agree on that. But at the same time, if that kid knows how to fight and it's just a verbal attack, you walk away. It's not worth it. Like, if you're easily controlled, if somebody can simply use words to mm. destroy the way you feel or to make you react in a certain way, that means mm. you're easily controlled. You're mm. controllable and you should understand that anybody out there can just show up use words, and then you lose your cool. Mm. That, that's not a quality of a man. That means you're extremely easy to control, and all I need is words. Mm. So walk away. It's not worth it. I, I've never seen an argument between two people or an argument I was in that was worth getting to fists. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody put their hands on you, your wife, your kids, then mm. it's a completely different story. That I believe that every single force is possible you can do whatever you have to do in order to get rid of the threat mm-hmm. you have to if you possess the skill to neutralize that threat as a man it is your job to do so and you yeah. do it in a way that one thing to understand is i believe in neutralizing a threat i don't believe in abusing my powers mm-hmm. if i put somebody to the ground and they're out that the fight is done it's done i walk away i, I don't believe that you're allowed to kick him when he's down to if somebody quits and somebody's done they're done so should you so mm-hmm. there's a very big with well, as much as i say that every man out there should be a protector that's why temperance is attached to it you need to know when to stop you need to know when it's necessary when to walk away and this is something that unfortunately a lot of martial arts schools don't teach in the west because mm-hmm. if you look at my 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 favorite style is muay thai comes from Thailand and is, if you look at the Thailand culture, Buddhism is hand-to-hand with Thailand. Buddhism Mm -hmm. is everywhere. So they did not incorporate Buddhism per se in Muay Thai. So when it's taken out of the country of Thailand and it's brought here, we -hmm. don't teach Buddhism. They don't have to teach it in Thailand because it's everywhere. It is part of their culture. But once you remove Muay Thai from the culture, you bring it here, they don't teach the Buddhism aspect of it. And this is what allows you to control it. Look at a Buddhist monk. Those guys are machines. They're capable of achieving things physically that is unheard of, but they're so calm because of the meditation that they always put their mind through. They're always trying to become more and more tempered with their emotions. So martial art, becoming a machine if you will becoming a killer possessing the the skills of a killer also means that you need to possess the skills to know better to be Mm -hmm. able to step back from a from a situation and assess it for what it is not for how you feel about it in that moment yeah which brings me because you mentioned um 
there's in the past, you know, kind of these tribes, you, you had, there was a rite of passage to become a man, you know, you had to, I don't know, maybe kill, like, you know, you had to demonstrate, you know, what your skills are as a warrior. Um, but these days we don't have that. So we kind of had these like false manhoods. Like what are the steps in like today's um, uh, society? If you don't have a good father figure, how do you become a man? Like what the martial know, arts? Yeah. Martial arts. I talk about this all the time and I've, I've had quite a few single mothers that approached me because one thing I say all the time, and this is sounds very harsh for people, but a single mother cannot teach a boy how to become a man. Only a man can in the same way, mm. a father cannot teach his daughter how to become a woman, mm. but they do have the power to put the right people around their son. So my mother gave up when i was 15 years old she's like i can't deal with him there's nothing i can do and you know there's such a thing as energy you have masculine energy you have feminine energy there's things that your mother's going to teach you like emotional intelligence that mm -hmm. that comes from the feminine side and the masculine side is going to be more the discipline is going to be more how to control that very I like to call it my monster but you can call it however you want but that very masculine energy that can destroy or can build like if you look at the masculine energy it has the potential of creating as it has the potential of destroying everything around you and it's that temperance that needs to be taught and martial art to me is where i learned all those skills so anybody out there that has a son that don't have a strong masculine figure mm. find a martial art gym I know hundreds of martial art gym owners and they're all great men in their own way. And they all use martial arts to teach their students life lessons. And, you know, martial art for, for most people, they watch the UFC and they're like, oh, that's martial art. But it's not. This is the, <laughs> the entertainment portion of martial art. This does not represent the traditional values of martial arts. But mm. at the same time martial art teaches you so much than just being able to fight it teaches you that you're a lot stronger than you believe you're not gonna break by just one punch you're not made out of the glass it gives you access to other people that are more knowledgeable than you so you get a place where you meet teachers and you know on the mats the fact that you're the fact that you're a janitor or you're ceo of a company doesn't matter nobody knows nobody cares you're gonna be you're gonna be treated like anybody else on there but it also teaches you to be coachable, to get to be able to respect your elders, to obtain information from them and apply it. You're, you become coachable. You're capable of listening to others' instructions. You're capable of being part of a team that will eventually depend on you. When, as I fought, I fought for years and I can't fight by myself. Yes, I'm alone in the ring, but I need help. I need training partners. I need people I can depend on. And... The same is true for them. When they have fights coming up, I had to be there ready to help them to provide my time because that's what we do. So it brings you so many aspects that outside of a group like this, you will never experience unless you're put. Sports is great. I'm just a fan of martial arts, but you can learn most of those skills outside of fighting, obviously, out of sport. But to me, if, you have, if you're a single mother, you don't have a masculine man in your life to teach your son how to become a man, contact me. I'll find you a school. I don't care where you are in the world. I'll find you a school to put your son in that will help him 
become a man. Yeah. Really, I, you know, I love this. And it's really like this kind of core aspect of spirituality, this idea of masculinity and what it is, like how do you define it? And because it's it's really not well defined. And, um, and uh, I think that's kind of one of the problems. How can people follow you? I know you've got a huge following on social and contact you, reach out to you. I know you got a podcast as well. Yeah, I create a lot of content. I, I do it full time. So uh, they can find me at Real Nicolagan on all the platforms out there. If if it exists, chances are I'm on it. So yeah, yeah, awesome. And a uh, really fascinating discussion, and I really learned a lot and a lot of good insights. And um, all of Nico's resources will be in the links and show notes. And I'm a big martial artist fan myself. And um, <laughs> with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having me, bro. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful inspirational motivational piece again if you wherever you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week